Oh, I, hey, wait, you are on the, we're recording, we're recording, we're, this is it, I think it's working, I'm recording, it, 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 your voice is coming through the computer, I'm gonna stop this and see how it worked, let's do it right now, and it's, it's officially recording, but what I'm gonna do is gonna do what I said I was gonna do, and play Paranoid Android starting now. What was it? Oh, the suspense. I think it's playing very softly because the phone is coming through the computer. Oh. Unless there's some oh. other way for me to turn up the volume. <laughs> well, can you hear it? I can. It seems a little garbled on my end, though. Oh, hmm. Well, and we'll just talk about still... it instead. Let's just... Well, it's still beautiful to hear. It, when did you yeah. first hear this song? Huh? When did you first hear this song? Do you remember? Yes, it was probably when I was 15 years old in Myrtle. Oh, shit. Actually, I was they just talking... It's, it's funny, you, you played this song. I was just talking about it the other day with my one of my closest friends. I, I, I remember hearing this song. Two, there's another song that I associate it with, which is, doesn't sound anything like it. But I was watching MTV in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina at my friend's like rental place and Radiohead came on with this song in the cartoon. I thought it was so weird and so cool. And then this other band came on and if you know this, I'll sing it for you. You might know the band. They only, they were kind of a one hit wonder, but they sang, place your hands on my hole, run your fingers. Through my soul. Do you know that song? I'm pretty sure I don't, which is weird because I know so much music. Although, to be fair, I'm such a fucking hipster now. That well, that w- it was popular. That band is called that band is called Reef, and uh, they, I don't know if they were a one hit wonder, but they were kind of like pop grunge that didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's a hard so, world to make it. It is pop so, grunge. Well, um, Pop Grunge, you know, the, well, Presidents of the USA, I think he did all right. He did. Oh, he, wait, same same dude from the Presidents of the USA? No, different guy, but they did they did uh, Peaches and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I heard yeah, him call. I, the Northwest. Yeah, he lives out here, and I, I heard he, he uh, kind of labeled his music, he combined the words fun and grunge and called it funge. Mm. I don't think that's gonna stick. Yeah. Well, I like it. It's very, very dad, dad. It's like a dad joke. So, <laughs> so we got. Well, I so, heard. Well, I was gonna say, as far as paranoid androids concerned, I remember very. Like, I, how old are you? Because I'm 39. Oh, about. I'm I'm 40, so, but but you have a deeper okay. voice, so you naturally just sound older. <laughs> well, I'm all right. So that just, I guess, yeah. I was in ninth grade when I bought. Uh, yeah. When I bought radio app i got enough gift card money i got my first cd player and that's not just because i'm that old but i was also my family just so this was this, this was your first cd uh yeah there was one of the first three i, got, I was able to pick three the other one was red hot chili pepper uh-huh. one sugar sex magic <laughs> yeah and the other one the final one was death tones around the fur actually oh man was good that's some variety like, that's, it was, it was, oh man, I was like 13, I was highly into it, I listened to that album yeah. over and over and over. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I'm trying to think, my my first album was Ugly Kid Joe, Oh. and they had that the song, cradle, huh? Yeah, I Hate Everything, we had this big, huge stereo thing that had this weird CD player where you didn't stick it inside and it just ate it, it like folded <laughs> out like kind of like a weird record and it scratched every cd but the sound quality was all right and it was kind of fun to watch the cd spin um but that was my first album was ugly kid joe and i'd put that in there and and it would just scratch the shit out of it and then i would just you know when a cd skips you always you always know that it's time to like burn them and remember the days yeah oh you know that uh, as far as the Radiohead, I remember now some trivia about that shit. Radiohead wrote that song with the uh, 
influence of the idea of happiness as a warm gun. It has a similar like tempo. That Wait, a paranoid android. Close down. Yeah. Happiness, not like the not the um, melody, the obviously. Just... Well, no, no, not the melody, but just the the tempo and the, the energy, like going yeah. real hard and yeah. then like soft. Oh and yeah, and then, like ending hard again. I get That's it. Kind of there. Yeah, I get it. That is, well, that, I, I don't think I explained it. <laughs> no, I understood that. I totally follow it because I know that song. It goes dun 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 I do, man. You know what? I, I don't. I don't want to say jealous. I'm happy for my friend, but he. Uh, anyway, a buddy of mine, his best friend is a big named actor. Uh, they both. They grew up friends, and his friend became famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so last, while I was talking to him and stuff a few years ago, he had, he was like, "Oh man, he was in New York with him." He, Got his VIP tickets and we went backstage, partied with Tom York and everyone yeah. where Tom York DJed a set until like 6 a.m. Wow. in Brooklyn. Yeah, and then they like, what happened? They did two shows. It was Madison Square uh-huh. one night and then the next night as well. And they went back the second night, also hung out again. Like, god damn it, I'm, I'm so happy for them. But that must have been fucking cool, man. Yeah, when was that? What year was that? That was, uh, man, it was just a couple of years ago is when the um, when Dark Pools or Moon Shaped Pools came out. I guess that was like a couple of years ago. Yeah, I I slowed down with them, I think like right after Kid A. I really liked the Kid yeah. A album. And that was when I was at my peak of of, of diving into that music because well, of college. That's that was a pretty it. fucking that's, good that's, album. Yeah. No, I had, like, I had a friend in college who really liked... Radiohead, and I would follow them for that. And I really like that Punch Drunk uh, Love Song album. Oh, yeah. The you, Punch Drunk Sing Along. Yeah. Do you know I was so disappointed when that song was not in the Adam Sandler Punch Drunk Love? I, I was waiting for it the oh. whole time. Well, I mean, it's more of a Paul Thomas Anderson movie than an Adam Sandler movie, even though he was amazingly great as the star. That's yeah. one of my favorite movies. That is was In that was way. yeah no no I I I I I I I've hilarious. Yeah no I was very much uh, excited for Adam Sandler's appearance in that movie. I thought he did it. Did you see job. that in theaters? Yeah, I saw it in theater, in in, in <laughs> Phoenix. I remember it. I remember seeing oh, it with people. And I said, man, he he really outdid himself here. Um, best. I think this is best movie. Yeah, well, I I almost walked out. Of the movie, I was, was first. I was hating it. Was it so good, time. you like, almost oh. walked out. And, and then I, it was like once it ended okay, and I was like, all right, well, maybe I like it. And then an hour later, I was like, yeah, actually, it was pretty good. And then the next day, I was like, man, that movie was fucking amazing. So it, it was a, it took like a yeah. whole day. Oh my right goodness, we could go down the movie loop. So, so there was that movie, and then there was Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell, and I thought that was good too. With the inner that's voice, that's also good. Yeah, similar. So hey, I haven't even introduced you yet. This is Jonathan Tuttle. He's hey. he's a nice guy. I've met him at the <laughs> open mic, and I apologetically skipped him on the list. It was so busy, and I felt so bad. But you came back with your lovely partner Heather. Yeah, yeah. No mistakes happen. Yeah, uh, you you always put on a good show. I really appreciate you doing that. Well, it's uh. I'm always happy to, to go there and be a part of it when I can. Well, it is. it takes good people to know good people, as I say. And you seem... I actually thought about this. This is what I was going to say to you, but I didn't. I wanted to save it for the, if it actually records. Is that, that like, I, I, usually I get on these podcasts and I try to, like, think through it. And I'm glad you sent me a little thing. But I was like, ah, you know, John, you're so relatable. I think you're very relatable. Do you know that about yourself? Um... Well, I've, so, you know, I went to rehab. Okay. Um, for marijuana. Uh-huh. And that because the way the army sees it, any amount of marijuana is an addiction to marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was on my way out. I, after I got done with my team time I'm, and I was kind of riding a desk, I managed a clinic. Um, yeah, a little clinic 
portion of a clinic, I suppose. Uh And I was kind of spiraling out with the divorce and all this other stuff. And Mm -hmm. I think... I think I can't remember why I started that sentence. I'm just making myself sad. But uh, I guess it was right when my life also got interesting. I was 32 then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You said that here. You're talking about the, the some of the addiction issues and in, in, oh, your motorcycle yes. riding that went well, along with this. So, uh, yeah. So, okay. I, I was saying this because I was I started smoking weed in the military, which you really shouldn't do. Um, why but I not? Did it why should you not do it? I mean, I mean, you don't oh, have to go into that, but it seems like that's a very healthy way to cope. Look, I, I told, I said the same thing when they called me into the office. I was like, look, I'm not going to apologize. I do this shit when I'm, I don't do it when I'm at work. It's on my own time. Yeah. And how many dudes every weekend do we have to pick up from the local office for a DUI or some bullshit? Like, all the time it embarrasses yeah. the unit all this nonsense uh-huh. but yet i go home smoke weed and watch some fucking movies and it's your problem yeah no it's just i don't i will refuse to believe that it's wrong yeah and fortunately these incredible motherfuckers like pretty much agreed with me sort of as much as they could from their yeah. position where they were supposed to enforce yeah but um anyway yeah the the rehab that they finally <laughs> oh my god dude my my boss came i guess i was living a weird time right at that point so i had mm-hmm. a couple of naked girls in the room i had just gone to sleep at like 6 40 a.m uh-huh. and, and at 7 a.m there's a knock on the door and it's my boss the first sergeant of the company and, mm-hmm. and he's he's like hey man uh you put some pictures on the internet i like cracked the door open because i was naked and yeah <laughs> incredibly tired like <laughs> just fell asleep and i was like what oh because sh-. it was it was saturday morning now friday <laughs> afternoon i put some pictures on the internet uh-huh. on reddit yeah, and <laughs> they got a little bit too popular, and the sergeant major of SOCOM was walking by, the, some kids giggling at one of my pictures on his computer, oh, and he no. flipped out, wanted to find out who the fuck that guy was, and just shit rolled downhill, and phone calls were made so so urgently that this dude came to my doorstep at seven a.m. dressed up, you know, and and he's like. And all I do is I'm like, oh, shit, man, I'm sorry. Well, I'll, I'll delete him. And I start to close the door. And he's like, he stopped it a little bit with his head. He's like, hey, man, wait, I don't think you really recognize how serious this is. I need, can you put on some clothes and talk to me? And I just looked at him and I was like, dude, you're at my house. Get the fuck out of here. And I slammed the door and I locked it and went to sleep like a baby. Like, I don't know where my head was at, where I thought that that was acceptable. It's, I was kind of half asleep. But also at the same time, it's like, I'm not living on base. I, I get a I don't like the feeling of the fascism of the army. Like, dude, you're at my house. Get the fuck out of here. This isn't where you can fuck with me. And that was a sentiment that perhaps was not the right thing to display because he was pissed. And then he went and reported that he smelled weed at my house. That's how I ended up in that conversation. And just for the record, you've also been shot at. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, let's put things in perspective that that you've been – you dealt with that, but – you know, like you've also was this before or after you got shot? Um, or this during? was well after. Yeah, I got shot back in like oh, yeah. Oh, this was well after. Yeah, this is well after. Yeah, this was well, this was a couple of years after the last Afghanistan trip in 2014. So I'd say yeah, that was probably 2016. Yeah, I think if you've even been shot at and not uh, wounded. It's just as scary, and then actually getting two shots at you from not even necessarily seeing where it's coming from. That is intense. Like, Oh, you read the story. I read it here, but I'm thinking about that and thinking about the other story, thinking, you know, I, it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it, things, I mean, I'm, I, was it worth it? Mm. You know, I, I'm really glad that, uh, that you read through it. It's because, so what I'm, I'm glad is that if the way that you seem to think about it is what I was hoping to convey, which is that like it could have been you and I really want to put people in, into my shoes and, yeah. and basically as a, make me more of an inert vehicle for the story. But, yeah. um, I mean, the fact that you seem to, to feel that way makes me very happy. Good. No, I see it. I mean, you're 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 a young person living your life. You're living it based upon what you know, and you and the military 
for better or for worse, like promises you a lot of things, in my opinion, that I don't know if they are able to actually follow through on for some people. But they do do yeah. that. So when you start seeing it from the inside a little bit differently, like a lot of things, then your perspective changes. And I think that you did – sounds like you did the best you could and you were shot at. So I don't uh, know. Now you're in comedy. So yeah. hell, go for I it. I mean it's like – well, for the reason that I ended up with a good discharge anyway, I got an honorable discharge and was treated nicely to the degree that I honestly didn't even go into work or any – I just – for a year I was on the books and never showed up. Oh, good. Um, well, but that, then that on the way out, I got my medical discharge and that helped a lot. Yeah. Because – uh, man, I was at the end of my rope, but the only reason they put up with this shit at all is because I had been to combat deployments and proven myself amongst them and stuff. And they, they they'll go a long way for people that have certain reputation for, you know, being good or whatever. That's, it sucks in yeah. a way. You feel like you could almost say, hey, wait a second, I want their treatment for everyone. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of nice. So I, uh, I mean, and I totally abused the fuck out of it. And those guys are, and, and it's seeing the how much they worked to help me, like not, to not fuck me. Essentially, yeah. I mean, my bosses said they were like bosses told, begged me to just admit I was an addict, so that way I could enter a program where a piss test would not harm me. Like whatever, I just had to go to rehab. Uh huh. Interesting. So that was that's what I did. Yeah, because if you announce that you're an addict before a command directed urinalysis, then you are entitled to get some help and some treatment. But if you get called into piss and then you say, oh, I'm a weed addict, no, too late. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So I just admitted to it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a weird time, too, because I. so then there was a psychiatrist there who was working and uh, he was also like a major or lieutenant colonel. And he he, would, he and I were cool. Like we talked and he apparently he told me he had had some addiction issues and stuff and and it was very difficult for him with opiates, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so I, he, yeah. he was empathetic. No, I. And he told me. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's, it, it, I'm just, it, 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 I'm just agreeing with you. It's, it, it, it's, of course, these people, I'm glad that, that somebody to some extent understood that. I hope that that is like a consistent message that, you know, because I think that people, probably do a lot of that and aren't all aware. I hope people are aware that they should, if they're in that situation, know the best way to solution to solve it for themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, what I a mean, difficult they could have situation to be. be in. Yeah. But, you know, it's fucked up. All right, so this guy was nice to take me aside, but also he fucked up unknowingly mm. by telling me that, hey, look, we're going to give you a uh, diagnostic urinalysis essentially tomorrow, mm-hmm. which will establish all the levels that you're at currently. Mm-hmm. And since it's understood that that shit takes time, maybe, if you never exceed those initial reported uh, numbers, then you haven't failed a piss test. Yeah. So I, I was like, oh, really? He's so that night I smoked. It's just information. It's common knowledge. If you know, That's all it is. It's common knowledge. I have no problem with it. We have to give out common knowledge all the time. It's not yeah. – that's how I look at it. He was telling you information. Maybe he doesn't give everybody that information. <laughs> but if you believe yeah. you're a good guy, he gave you that information because that was the right thing to do. Well, I mean, argue. I think no matter what, he was a good guy. And um, I definitely I – just, I just know that knowing me, if I know that I can get out of shit with a loophole, mm-hmm. I've just always have been – like, I'm very honest, and yet, no, I'm not. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, well, <laughs> well, I, I want to know where how this direction of things went into comedy. Because at some point, you're well, like, I am going to be a comedian. Because of well, something that's happened here. And I know you talk about this, too, in your comedy a little bit, which is interesting. Your your military background, which I always think is a good it, – it, it just kind of sets you for who you are. But I want to know how this transitioned to comedy. Well, after I left the team, I was – I just had this issue, I suppose, where I was I was a special forces operator for mm-hmm. a while, man. I, like, it, was, it was super cool, and it made me very happy and fulfilled. And it also gave me a sense of purpose in the community that was always there supporting me. 
Mm-hmm. And then I left the team because I had gotten blown up again in Afghanistan. And after that one, I was like, dude, I'm done. This is the last concussion I'll take. Mm-hmm. As much as I wanted to keep doing it, I can't. I've got, you know, already enough problems as it is with my memory and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, I've really always valued my my mind. I mean, <laughs> I think everyone does. So it's pretty scary. I mean, it's the one part like, I always told myself, oh, man, if I lose that leg or something that'd be horrible but as long as i don't get brain damage but fuck lucky me yeah i mean you could get your whole body decapitated and there's still technology out there that could at least keep your head alive so you can i'm sure there (laughs) is i think that's i think bezos is working on it because he just wants to be like Uh, a little head he wants to be a head like the woman in a total recall like the uh, jars in futurama the jars, yes, that's all. That's going to be Bezos and his friend Richard Branson and the other guys. They're all just going to be all these heads just around on, like, robot bodies. Would you want to just be a head with no body if you could live forever, but you were just a head? I know the song I'd play is that Gigolo song. <laughs> I ain't got the, the David Lee Roth version, though. <laughs> oh. Man. My cat just attacked me. So you you recently had the booking agent at Super Funny Comedy Club. I'm just reading it. Come up to you and say you were what? Uh, well, she seemed to. She said that she'd seen me coming around, uh, sticking it out all the time. You know, never leaving or being a dick, and also thought I was funny and that she would like to see more of me if I could contact her, which mm-hmm. is amazing because I've been going there. Two weeks in a row, the first two weeks, I did not get picked. But it doesn't matter how early you show up there. It's all drawn out of a hat. Mm-hmm. The hustle spots, as they're called. And then they have actual scheduled performers. It's basically a scheduled performer, hustle spot, and yeah, it alternates more or less. Okay. Um, yeah. So basically, I'm going to get more of the, like, the, oh, I'm going to get the scheduled spot. Oh, that's good. Which is super exciting. Well, that's really awesome, Jonathan. John? Yeah, well, thank you. Do you go? Oh, man. My middle name's the Jonathan. Do, Is it? Yeah, and well, uh, and did you want? Did you, so when I was a kid, I used to get picked on, not really picked on, but but I didn't love my name Noah when I was a kid, and uh, I tried my hardest to go by John, but it wasn't. Well, nobody would take it. Nobody would call me Jonathan either. So your name, you're lucky. I always it, and I spell it the same. I spell it J O N. Yeah, no, really? man. I wonder how someone. I wonder how some people do pull that off because yeah, if you can't. <laughs> if you're like, hey, call me John. No, no. It's just, it, like it's easier just to say no, and then they're like Noah, Noah, no. Uh, I had. I once there was once a girl in fifth grade, and I remember it. You know, all the cool girls were like sitting around, and someone said. Do you have a crush on Noah? And then all I heard her say was Noah, and it was just no. But and then I turned my head, and they all said, "No, she doesn't really have a crush on you." And I said, "Oh, that's." And that is the most traumatic thing that ever happened to me. That's I'm I'm, I'm a privileged little kid. (laughs) No, that's pretty traumatic. You know, the girl that I had a crush on and yet never spoke to, and elementary school came up to me when i was writing sometime with like a friend basically dragged up to me and they're like oh your handwriting is terrible uh-huh. and i just looked up from my shit at them and they just walked away <laughs> i mean that was a little bit of a bummer man like then, the first you, time we finally had an interaction yeah well you should have written her well, a love letter you, you should have written her a love letter <laughs> i'm pretty certain looking back at it now through the eyes of an adult like her, she probably had a crush on me too is probably how that shit works and her friend was dragging her up there uncomfortably to try to force an interaction between us and she was horrible at it well you can always look <laughs> her up on Facebook and <laughs> you know what dude I wonder how much she might be mortified actually I feel bad because it doesn't bother me anymore but if you look back on that memory she's got to feel like god damn cringe about it hey John would it be a weird podcast I did you do, to do like childhood crushes where you call up your childhood crush and then you do a podcast it's pretty tricky subject matter I suppose man like I look just like hey pretty much probably the only childhood crush I had mostly yeah yeah 
You have people do no, or you have other people do do like an interview with each other, childhood crushes, and you get them together to interview each other. Okay. Would you be on? Would you? Would you? Would you do that? Would I? If I did that, would you be on a podcast where I interviewed you and your childhood crush? Wait, wait. You would find my childhood crush, or you would just there'd be an interview about yeah, my childhood crush. Yeah, we'll just look him up on Instagram. We could. We don't, oh, we're not going to do it right no. now. And then we we make it a we I, we don't have to do this oh. idea at all. It gets a little strange. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, I, she, my, I was saying first kiss. My first like, kiss was horrible. What if it was, uh, you know, your childhood crush was like, you know, Kamala Harris? <laughs> good taste. I suppose, and I'm like, right? hey, she, she I get, I get her on there. Like, hey, you want to talk to Jonathan? He liked you when he was a little kid. So let's talk. You and Kamala. Oh. No, what did you talk to Kamala about? If you had a crush on her. I'm sorry, can you say that again? What would you talk to Kamala about if you had a crush on her? Isn't she the, uh, no, I'm thinking of Tammy Duckworth was the pilot. Um, Kamala Harris, I honestly, to be fair, I really felt a lot happier now by tuning out of politics for the first time in a long time. Yeah, that's why, yeah, see, I, 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 yeah, that's why it'd be hard to talk to her about anything else. I'd just talk to her about, you know... If I had a crush on her when I was a kid, she's you know, so she'd be a little older. So it'd be she, she'd be like the girl in um, Sandlot. Oh, the uh, the lifeguard. Yes, the lifeguard. Yes, she'd be like the lifeguard. And you're gonna be the dude that fakes drowning. No, I don't want to be world. that kid. That that's a little overkill. <laughs> but if that was, yeah, I'd be like, cool. so um, what do you think about that time? No. When you saved my life, you're the vice president. I don't know what you say to them. Hmm. Hmm. Well, the president has been kidnapped by ninjas. Are you bad enough, dudes, to set to rescue the president? I I, I mean, that's from the beginning of Bad Dudes, an old NES game that's ridiculous. I love that. The premise is just thrown to you in one frame. It's just like, you know, the president got kidnapped by ninjas. You gotta go rescue the president. Are you a bad enough dude? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when are you gonna perform again at the the, the super? And this is—is is this the Nate Jackson one? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. Uh, every Tuesday, Tuesdays are, are when they do their oh, open yeah. mic, at least. So I mean, I would I get up there as so often you can as just they go up there and, So you can just show up and and try to hustle your way into perform, and then try to get a regular spot. I suppose so, yeah, if you stick it out, it appears. Um, oh, cool. Because they make it like, seem like you can just email in and on their site, but they kind of don't really make it easy. No, I think it's, no, I think the person you... that's booking wants more control than that. Yeah, they want you to show up there, and that's how they're kind of creating their, their, their brand. They have a pretty good, pretty notable brand, I think. And Nate Jackson just appeared. He's been, he's, he's on things now, right? He's, he's, he seems like he's, he's getting more. Uh, publicity out there. Yeah, well, he should. I mean, I've, so all the sets that I've seen him do, there's been him like really riffing openly about what we were talking about at that evening or whatever the hell. So it's, it's all riff stuff that's like hit and miss, but mm-hmm. um, he explores things in a way it's pretty funny. Yeah. And I think and he's probably yeah, gathered he up does, some good material. Yeah, he does a little good social media thing. I kind of watch what he does. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, he he does like he does sketches, and he was appeared with Larry David on something, I think, or there was a picture of him and Larry David was standing behind him. So he he's really getting into the circuit quite a bit. I think I don't know him, but I but I, I wrote them a little while ago, just kind of try to get some ideas and feedback because they're they're well established. Oh yeah, you know what. That's what Heather was trying to say. Oh, yeah. So I do remember my first kiss. I guess it wasn't as bad. I was thinking of my first gross open mouth kiss at 13. Oh. But when I, was, when I was five, my first kiss was, kiss was with Lakeisha. Lakeisha? Um, I, I, yeah, I think it was. I can't remember her last name. I can't believe I can remember her first. But we got like, <laughs> we hid in the, uh, there was like a little tunnel type thing in the, uh, 
play yard from the preschool that we were at. Mm-hmm. We put mold strip on each side so that we were hidden and we just laid on top of each other and kissed each other on the cheek a couple of times. <laughs> like, for how we were like, yep, we're having sex. This is what that is. Was this when you were 13? This is when I was... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, God, that story would be so awesome if I was 13. <laughs> what kind of school? <laughs> oh, shit. No, my 15, I was trying to figure out people for sure. Like, I, was, this was not like, I knew were... what to do. So that was not when you were 13. <laughs> no, no, I was I was five. She was five, too. I mean, it sucks to talk about me kissing the cheek of a girl at this age, but I was five, too. At the time, I was also five, so it's fine. Five was always has always been my lucky number, but not for that oh, reason. Seven for me. No, oh seven. So you you actually have the the, the most notable lucky number. Mine's five. Oh. Yeah, so Billy, I guess I've used thirty five a lot because five was a very close second contender in my heart. Oh yeah, and by just thing. multiplying them, I always use thirty five. Yeah, five, is, five, five is a good second place number. Oh, five is great at second place. It's five is great at second place. Man. Oh. So you had a kiss at five, and Heather knows this. Did Heather know this girl? Oh, she, yeah, she's a little jealous, I think, but she, well, uh, she's the one who reminded me to tell the story. Cause why don't you... We, this is what you do. You get your five-year-old person on a podcast, and Heather gets her first kiss or crush... On a podcast, and we do a, a a foursome with me as the uh, the the administrator. I guess the the like the the, 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 the podcast like brothel leader. <laughs> I'm not that that's not, that's not what I meant, but like I mean that I'm there to facilitate a love connection with 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 the people that you're not with. That is well, you know, that would be really hard to track down Lakeisha. I do not remember her last name. <laughs> Okay. That's like we, I really find her. There's Facebook. We'll look up her school. Uh, Man, and I and, mean, I know both things are always possible, but this was a preschool, and that was probably destroyed in Hurricane Andrew in Miami. There's no, no way that those records could be. I, so I think we'll find. All right. this is if it's Florida. Well, we can, we, if it's well, Florida, man. guess what Florida has. Oh, you have a, fine, I guess you have a, we're finding her. You have a Florida yes. man for everything. So there's a Florida man oh. out there that, that we could just say, we could, you know, say, hey, we're looking for Lakeisha. Oh. She was out yay high at this time in her life. And then, it'd be like, oh. yeah, I'm a Florida man. Florida men know everything. You're a Florida man. I am, and that sucks. Like, no matter what I do in life, I'll have an obituary that reads, Florida man dies. <laughs> I mean, I guess it'll at least be funny. If people laugh at my funeral, I'll have done do you, something right. Do you, have you ever told a Florida man joke about yourself? Um, no, to Heather. She's my writing partner, as it is. That is awesome. Yeah, Heather helps you write is. your joke. She tells you what's funny. She's got a really good sense of humor, which Isn't is absolutely a requirement for me no, to no, have. It's absolutely perfect, because you need somebody with perspective on oh. the way you are. Yeah. And that's uh, that I use. My wife does the same thing. Uh, I always say my wife's the funny one. I just get up here and tell her jokes. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people basically do that, but they don't give their girls any fucking credit. No, no, no. I, 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 I always throw. It. She sends me memes too that I put up. I used one at the holiday comedy show. It was just this little meme she sent me about. Once again, I told my husband not to get me anything for Christmas, and it shows a picture of this woman with her hand on her head on Christmas Day, wishing she <laughs> didn't say that. Because my wife has said that no, numerous times and gets annoyed with me that I didn't get her anything. It was like, well, you told me not to. I thought that's what you meant. But they never mean that. Some things are true, not stereotypical. Yeah. Well, it's funny, though, because I'm wondering, like, how much it's strange that you find me relatable or that anyone finds me relatable. Like, my life has been very, like, I don't have any kids yet. I'm hoping to. I've had a bunch of, been, it's hard to believe. I don't know. It's hard to remember what normal experience even means anymore. What do you mean? (laughs) Well, I guess, 
Yeah, Barton, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I want to hear. What do you mean? Like, I I'm underst- I want to understand. What is it? Well, you, ever, um, you heard that song by Arcade Fire, Normal Person? No, but I'm going to look it up mm. right it's now. It's a really good one. Is anything is... Is anything is... What? Oh, shit. See, I'm too high to probably remember. That's is anything okay. is... Yeah, I've never, is there anything as strange as a normal person? I've normal never really ever person, person. Arcade. Yeah. Fire. Lyrics. Boom. All right. Do you like rock and roll music? Is this it? No. Oh, that's just like the spoken part, right? Okay. Because I don't know if I do. Is anything as strange as a normal person? Is anyone as cruel as a normal person? Waiting. Am I reading it in the wrong tone of voice? Like, Waiting. Oh, yeah. Waiting after school. If you love me too, you It's it's a little bit better with their actual song. It's a, it's a pretty damn good song. It's probably one of my favorite by them. It, is it going? It is any strange anything as strange as a normal person? Is anyone as cruel as a normal person waiting after school for you? They want to know if you if you're normal too. Well, are you? Are you? I'm so confused. Am I a normal person? You know. I mean, I, is that how it's... That's how I, I, I'd sing it. I think you're onto something, though, because having, having someone who hasn't heard a song try to sing it without ever having heard it, just like given the lyrics, would be kind of a funny series a little bit. I would I, all right. watch that. All right. Okay. Okay. Do you want to try it? Do you want to try it? Sure. Okay, yeah, here, me. you're at your computer and I'm at mine, correct? Okay. I'm hoping this is recording still. I think it is. If not, then it's just recording one side of the conversation and it's just me talking and it's no nothing. That would be so fucking funny. <laughs> you know what I would do? I would send it to you and I'd tell you to fill in the blanks. <laughs> oh, then I could be way cooler. I could do like a second take on stuff and I could be way funnier. You, yeah, yeah, you and could. Never mind. Yeah, you know, it'd be funny, it'd be authentic disingenuous disingenuineness. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I can't have that. So I want to tell you a song, <clears throat> and I want you to sing it however you want. Okay. All right. All right. So here's the song. The ba- first, it's the band is Mr. Bungle. So you have to type in that, and then you type in the song is uh, Retro Vertigo. And then type lyrics. And then then you sing them however you think you should. All right? Are you comfortable enough with your voice to do this right now? Yes, but I'm going to also try to... I'm reading ahead a little bit. I want to make sure I get some of the themes before I start taking off okay. a bit. Yes, yeah, right so this is... This is for, our, for our listeners, maybe with a Z, uh, this is a band called Mr. Bungle. And after uh, Jonathan sings his version of it, you should actually go listen to this song all the way through. <laughs> great song yeah it'll be we need to have a comparison up at some point but I'll, I'll look it up later yeah before you advertise all the flame it's implied with no fortune unseen so the right to the like time machine while i'm dulled by access to <laughs> and acidic at best my argument takes crime paid for by the allies so we're best now i'm finding truth is ruined not just end that nobody's pursuing Staring in the glassy eyes, mesmerized. Is a vintage thirst returning, but I'm sheltered by my channel surfing. Every famine, virtual, retro vertigo. <laughs> Dude, this is dope. A tribute to false memories. With conviction, cheap imitation is a fashion or disease. Post ironic, revenge about to be fed, so sell the right to your blight and your leap. Now I'm finding truth is a ruin, nauseous end that nobody's pursuing. Staring in the glassy eyes, mesmerized, see the vintage robot weary, awakened by revision theories. Every famine, virtual, retro vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> now I imagine, is it, is it it's like not that? a rap, the song, but wow. but I'm gonna play. <laughs> I'm gonna post this. I keep posting my podcasts and everything I do on the Mister Bungle page. And do you know, you said you like Red Hot Chili Peppers. 
I do. Well, this band has had a big, big uh, wedge between them and the Red Hot Chili Peppers for a long time. Their fans do not like Red Hot Chili Peppers at all. Like, it it goes back. Yeah, because their lead singer, do you know who Mike Patton is? He's from the band Faith No More, which you may know the song Epic, which is their main song. Well, he is from that band, but before that, this was his high school band from Eureka, California. And guess who else? The Red Hot Chili Peppers are also from California. Now, when Mike Patton's Faith No More band got kind of famous when he was in that band as well, uh, he made a stipulation that he, in order to maintain that band, that he wanted his high school band to be on that label too. So he worked that deal out, and they said, okay, as long as Faith No More stays popular, you can do whatever you want with this band, have total creativity over it, and blah, blah, blah. And they thought, that is a great deal. We get paid to have fun. So what happened is, is that Faith No More came out. And Faith No More's sound had a kind of similar sound to Red Hot Chili Peppers. And they were lumped in the same category with very different sets of fans. And these fans did not like each other. And didn't the bands did not like each other either. <laughs> and so Red Hot Chili Peppers were slightly more popular and probably slightly by a lot. They were more worldwide. And what happened is, is that they were going to go on tour and then Mr. Bungle was going to perform as a band leading into them. But Faith, Red Hot Chip Peppers have claimed or that Anthony Kiedis said that he would not participate in this tour if Mr. Bungle were on the tour. So Mr. Bungle got kicked off the tour. And there is this big rift that has gone on between these two bands forever because all the Mr. Bungle fans feel like Anthony Kiedis destroyed their dreams. <laughs> so you, what, the point is, is that you just read this song as a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan and the Rooster Bungle fans are going to love it. They're going to well, eat it up. I, I'm sorry, Mr. Bungle fans. I'm sure Mr. Bungle is great and I shall listen. Yeah, no, they are great. Now, can I get you a song now? Does yes. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. You yeah. can get me a song. Okay. So the song is Downtown Train by Tom Waits. Ooh, I know Tom Waits. Down, So I can try to do his voice. Downtown. Should I, but should I do his voice or do my own voice? Downtown. Um, you get to sing it however the hell you want to. Do, do you, are you familiar with the song already? Um, You know, I'm not familiar with it. So I'm going to just do it. Okay, I'll just good. do it in my best, best uh, Tom Waits. I'm going to actually commit to this. All right. right. Red pants and the sugar man in the Uh temple street gloom drinking chivas regal in four dollar room just another dead soldier in a powder blue night sugar man says baby (laughs) (laughs) this one's called downtown downtown train (laughs) Uh, Do you know? Okay. Well, yeah. all right. I was so confused. I was like, what the? <laughs> all right. Let me try this again. Downtown Train by Tom Waits. Okay. All right. Lyric Downtown Train. Let's see. Okay. Here we go. Take two. Oh, wow. There's quite. Okay. I'm going to have to scroll down as I sing this. I'm not even going to read it. I'm just going to go into it. I'm going to sing it a little differently, though. Outside another yellow moon. Punched a hole in the nighttime. Yes. I climbed through the window and down to the street. I'm shining like a new dime. The downtown train's a fool with all those Brooklyn girls. <laughs> they try so hard to break out of their little worlds. You wave your hand and they scatter like crows. They have nothing that will ever Capture your heart. They're just thorns without the rose. Be careful of them in the dark. If I was one of the... You chose to be your only one. Oh, baby, can't you hear me now? Can't you hear me now? Will I see you tonight on a downtown train? 
Every night it's just the same. You leave me lonely now. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I, I think I got it. You, was, you know, you you uh, you have a pretty good. It's like a Gilbert Gottfried <laughs> that's going on. That's super fun and super remarkably, you were really actually on it pretty damn well the first. Most of the first stanza. Oh, so good. You know, I I love this song by him. I've heard the two versions of it. It's that one, Evening fell just like a star, left a trail behind. You spit as you slammed out the door. You know that one? It's called Please Call Me Baby. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. It was in that movie uh, uh, with Ben Stiller and Ed, and Ed Norton, uh, Keeping the Faith. The Catholic. Oh, it's a good romantic comedy. Ed, uh, Ed Norton plays like a Catholic priest and he basically has a crush on the same girl as his best friend who's a rabbi named Ben Stiller and because he's a Catholic priest he can't like do anything about it and he's he's deciding if he wants to quit being a priest to fall in love with her so they both are in love with the same woman and they're best friends and you'll have to see what happens to find out between this Jewish guy and this Catholic guy. And it's just yeah, no, it's it's that could be any movie. Like that that like it, I mean you could make that you could be like somebody like he liked Fruit Loops. She liked Lucky Charms. He liked Pizza. How would they fall in love? <laughs> You're gonna sleep hard tonight. Yeah, I haven't slept essentially for two days. I got like four hours this afternoon finally, and that recharged me a lot. But I've just been rolling in bed, just moaning like, oh, I just can't. Oh, that oh yeah, that's right. You, you're, you're, you, you're, you're. I'm one of the unclean. You're one of the. You're one of the 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 people who breathed in this microscopic thing that is all around us, and. Uh, <clears throat> and unfortunately, we're not feeling too well. I'm very sorry to hear that. Well, it's all right. And I got my vaccination, of course, but it's been a little over six months. So it supposedly is actually, I suppose it's supposed to be milder because of all that. I should have some tighter, but yeah. this is the mild version that got dang. Yeah. It's still, so, still yeah, it's, I've it's, uh, it's going around, and I think. I don't have any opinions other than just I just follow what the CDC says. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm not an epidemiologist, but then again, and I I I don't want to get political on this stage probably, but I do want to. It's important enough that I don't be like, hey, as I want to get back, so please raise your hand or whatever. And yeah. some people might probably would. And yeah. I'll be like, okay, now hold those hands up if any of you are an epidemiologist, a virologist, a biologist of any type, a mm. medicine medical doctor, chemist. Yeah. And every hand is going to motherfucking go down. Like, they're going to... And I'm just going to have to bring that up. I'm like, it's funny that that's the same group that y'all can't find a single one of you because everyone that... Like, I I get to see this, sadly, Mm -hmm. and I can't ignore it, like, because I understand what subversion is, especially... I got trained in that crap. Mm -hmm. We have right now Russia in the geopolitical fucking slam dunk of the century Mm -hmm. they're just sitting there watching us tear ourselves apart because we are essentially invincible as a military Mm -hmm. and trying to keep up with spending to keep up with our military was already losing and costing them a bunch but they spend 110 grand on a bunch of twitter troll farms Mm -hmm. to push out propaganda and horseshit to make us tear ourselves apart and it's working very well and i can't remember oh yeah that's (laughs) this though I can't do this. See, I knew I shouldn't have gotten high. Well, social media is funny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to leave it there because it is really funny and it's really weird and and it can drive you mad. Um, I only know the one thing that I can do is try to be decent to the people that I think are decent. So I think you're decent. And I think you're doing a good job of being decent and, 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 and recognizing, you know, 
you know, we're not, nobody's perfect here. And that's, and I think that, 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 that I always see it as if we have to give people an opportunity to learn. And if we do that, then we can hopefully help improve people as opposed to turn them all away. But, you know, there's going to be some people out there that don't agree with even the most diplomatic approach to dealing with them. <laughs> there's got to be some place. That's what I want to ask people. Like, when they say, hey, we need to get these tents uh, cleared out, like all these campgrounds of, of homeless cleared out. And yeah, of course. I mean, you go by there and it's a lot of crime and bullshit you don't want to deal with in those camps. Well, build but them the some more homes. The they going to go? We got to build them more homes and find space yes, for it and like, give them a place to live. People think they'll just disappear in a puff of smoke because they're inconvenient. And that sucks because those people feel that way every day. And when you're disconnected from society in that way and you're not, you don't have to be buying, then you break a store window. What the fuck do you care? You're not a part. No one cares about you anyway. Yeah. All my store windows are getting broken. I've had to replace my motherfucking store window three times, I think, in a week. It's maddening. And you know what? You know what I I did? I was walking around Ballard one day, and there was this young man outside uh, one of the pot shops. And I looked at him, and I said, how you doing? I, I knew he was homeless. And he said, I'm okay. And, I, and then I said, are you wanting somebody to buy you a joint or something? And he said, yeah, that'd be great. And I said, I'll, I'll buy you a joint. And... <laughs> Um, I got him a joint and he said, you know, most people don't even say hi to me or pay attention to me. And he said this like very, very sincerely. He's like, I don't even know if people realize I exist. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, you hear that and even whatever it means, it's, it, I, I, I believe that you don't just share that information without like feeling it to some degree. And he seemed pretty, pretty reasonably happy. So I'm glad that, 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 you know, well, I, well, yeah, I'm not saying it's, it just, it just bothers me tremendously. And I want to like give everybody a chance. Cause I feel like if you shun even decent people, they can turn away in a direction that you don't want yeah. them to go. And so even the, the most terrible people I want to find some sense, but that's just me. Cause I try to do that. Well, it's also poisonous to our society's culture in general to have people just get normalized. The idea of stepping over people and just ignoring them, putting in headphones so that you don't, because mm. people are abandoned by our society, but they have no fucking place to go. Yeah. It sucks. Like the way I look at it with the people I know in general, looking at the population, okay, maybe 35% of us are not cut out to really contribute well to this economy as it exists. And that sucks because we we evolved with these hunter gatherer tribal uh, conventions that led us through all three hundred however many thousand years of uh, evolution, and yet now our life does not look anything like what we've evolved for. And, and it moves, technology moves very fast. Mm-hmm. Our fucking DNA is the same as Socrates and shit. Like you know, we're not we haven't noticeably evolved. No, yeah, no, it, it's a very slow-moving process for our pinky toes to disappear. But I keep hearing it's going to happen. Oh, uh, shit. Well, I love mine. That's what I heard. Pinky toes and, mm, they look like they're probably vestigial, actually, now that I... Yeah. yeah. My, my, my daughter's doctor said, said, you know, like, even that pinky nail, what's the point in it? I'm like, yeah, you could just tear that thing off and never deal with it ever again. It like kind of grows, but it looks kind of funny. You ever look at your pinky toe? Yeah. Yeah, well, look at it tonight. When we get off this oh, podcast, just stare at your pinky toe. You and you and uh, uh, Heather, you stare at your pinky toes, <laughs> and just look at them for a minute, and then give your, to- your little pinky toes a little like high five, like touch your pinky toes together, and say, yeah. Oh. Yeah, this this is our thing because you're not gonna you don't want to neglect your pinky toe because guess what it's gonna dis- it's gonna disappear and you're gonna miss your pinky toe. <laughs> She's so grossed out at the idea she needs feet in general, but it's a thing with her. You're not she, sucking on like your pinky. No, nobody's nobody's sucking on their pinky toe. No, no, it's so, it's just a little high five. Just a little. I wish you could have seen her look of disgust. It's still gonna happen. We're gonna do it. Come on, pinky toe. <laughs> 
Don't don't do big toe to pinky toe. That's that's gross. That's like dirt. That's older man going after like little. No, you, this is like the first. It's all coming back to the first kiss. First kiss. Your first pinky toe kiss could be with Heather. Just look at it like oh, that. Gross. Now it's romantic. That's incredible. That makes up. That make that's a that's a step forward. <laughs> you know, just for some reason now I thought. You know, the last time I that was an I guess you could call it a fight. I think that's some good shit, I guess, but it was it was because I didn't really realize I'd been robbed already, like a week prior, at the apartment I had downtown in Hilltop, Tacoma. It's one of the rougher neighborhoods as far as there's two homeless shelters within mm-hmm. a block. Um so like this guy I had gotten robbed and then there was like I'd lived in a duplex essentially, the dude up uh stairs kinda had his own entrance, so when I saw this dude hanging around up our big steps, it's like a big long walk up the steps. It's not anywhere near the street, you know what I mean? Like you come, you come up to the house, mm-hmm. and uh, and I see him, and I don't think twice because I'm like, all right, well, must be a neighbor or, or a guest of the person upstairs. But as I get into my apartment, I get a knock at the door. It's my neighbor's like, hey man, do you know this guy? Because he says he knows you, and that's what he's here hanging out, out with. And I was like, what? Like I've never seen that dude in my life. And so I came out onto the porch where he was sitting on our porch now, like right up across next to the door. And uh, I, I don't know. I was like, dude, what are you, what's your problem? Why do you, I don't remember exactly. It was something along the lines of what the fuck. Mm-hmm. And I told him he had five seconds to get off the porch or I was going to throw his ass off. And I, I counted and he didn't move. And then like I kind of just saw red and like slammed him like a doll a few times and threw his ass down the stairs. And... <sighs> And, like, afterward, like, he, he walked, you know, off and stuff, and my neighbor was very happy with it. He was like, oh, thanks, man. I got a daughter upstairs. I don't like that. The guy was maybe up to no good, but yeah. I realized, like, as I threw him, I realized he's, like, he looked young, like, 20. Mm-hmm. He looked like he was probably homeless. And, like, I didn't think about that, but, like, he might have been, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and then, like, where's he going to go? He's homeless, and he doesn't have any money and shit. And so I had to run out in the street to see if I could find him. So yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Well, like, well, it's 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 another way to do yeah. that, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's it. it our instincts are, are are there, and it sounds like you know you you kind of reflected on that pretty quickly, and oh. and it was it you know it you live in an area that it sounds like you know you gotta you gotta be prepared. Well, yeah, and I, I don't really fear for my safety, fortunately. Yeah. I definitely, definitely don't like hurting people. I don't think most people do. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it, you know, I, 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 yeah. But it's not a, it's, it, it's, yeah, no. So I, I wouldn't, I would I hope you're not being hard on yourself <laughs> about it. <laughs> like, well, but I, I hope you, 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 you did the right thing by going out and looking for him and, and who knows what was going on with him anyway. So. Yeah. Oh man, you know, and I almost killed two crackheads the week prior as well. Yeah. Because when I did get robbed, I came out and said, it was like midnight too. They did it brazenly, essentially. Because mm-hmm. I was in the back, not quite asleep. And it got so cold, I came out and saw the window as it was. Yeah. And all my shit gone. <gasps> and I was kicked, and I put on my clothes and my holster, my Glock, and like a big coat. And went to where my computer says my phone's last location was before the GPS turned off. It was a couple blocks away. So I walked out there. It's like 3 a.m. at that point, I think. And <laughs> I go right to where the signal stopped. And I'm looking around. And there's uh, this one dude on the porch of one of the tenement type buildings. He's like, hey, man, like, what you doing? And I was like, oh. And I, I kind of acted hunchover and small. And so I'm like, I'm just looking for my car. I'm confused. Just like... He came up down the stairs and had a buddy that came along, and suddenly the two of them were like, I'm not like laughing at you, like being very hostile, essentially. It was almost like some punk shit from a movie, right? Mm-hmm. And as they sat there squawking and, and like asked me some follow up questions, I realized that like I didn't have an answer for them because I hadn't thought out any bullshit. I don't even remember why I was having to subterfuge at all. So I just like, funnily, funny enough, I just stood up straight. I was like, well, you're right, actually. I don't have any answer to that. So do you live over here? And then, like, I grabbed the guy by the shoulder, like, and started walking. I'm like, you're going to show me. Let's go. You, you live over here, right? 
And there was a weird look in their face when they said, like, like the dynamic shifted and they didn't see that shit happening. Mm -hmm. But I think, <laughs> I think they just knew that, like, they, yeah, you fucked up. And they spent, like, 40 minutes going through the garbage dump and, like, everything looking for my phone, and which had my wallet attached and all this other shit. But, and, and during that time, fortunately, I calmed down enough. It was clear that they didn't do it. That, but it's just a crazy coincidence of these two douchebags. And, you know, they were douchey, so I didn't feel bad completely. Yeah. But um, I definitely thought they did it. Later on, I found out it was a good buddy of mine. Oh. Eh, not a very good buddy. Yeah. My meth is a hell of a drug. It seems like that's probably the problem. Yeah, my buddy had some... I don't know him that well.